This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Rum, do you hear something? Yeah, what is that? It's a bird. No, it's a plane. No, it's not that. Ooh, it's the best of the buzz with Bill. Is that right, eh? It's a good sign of things to come. Commentary on trending headlines with veteran AMI producer Bill Shackleton. Well, now. Billy! I say Shack. Yep, I'm back. I just remembered before we started the show, I better mute my home speaker because it's Alexa and I don't want to trigger it. Um, well, so or refer we to her as the A-Lady as we tend the to. A, the A-Lady, that's right. Um, but this is an interesting one. Parents of children called Alexa challenge Amazon. Here's an interesting story. This comes from BBC News. If you're called A, if you know what I mean, you are the, the, you, you can be bullied in um, school grounds, parks, playgrounds, in school. There are parents who are of children who actually are changing their kid's name because of their association with Alexa, which, as you know, is the home speaker that, you know, Amazon's voice assistant. Apparently, these parents are, you know, very concerned about the taunting kids are getting. And they they want Amazon to basically rebrand the home speaker. They don't. Essentially, what it is, is they, they, they believe that their kids are associated with a master, if you know what I mean, because of Alexa's subserviency, right? So um, they want Amazon to change the, the actual, you know, the default wake word, and they don't want it to be human because of what it represents. Hmm. Interesting, well, because the idea originally was the friendliness, the warmth of it having that human name that that you would actually address and and trying to give the what, what you end up getting from it those human aspects, Max. I, you know what? I, I guess if if it, if that came right down to it, there's a couple of ways you could address that. Like I know I have uh, the Victor Reader stream, and it has voices you can choose from. You know, both both feel both uh, male and female with names. So you can yes. tell them apart, like voiceover or anything like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I mean, and of course they they sound different, you know, just like a just like a male human and a female human, right? But but yeah, I they think have it's the fact you're asking and telling it things, right? So that's what it, that's yeah, exactly. And if you were a kid and went to school and your name was uh, Alexa, that really, you know, that would be a, a bit of a bother if people, especially since it's become such a habit. Like I hear people saying it constantly, you know, you're talking to someone, they're turning and saying to whether it's to Google or, or you know, even even the <clears throat> Google, what, what people say to get to activate it, you know, it, it's now become that's just way you address it. And uh, I, I'm not, I'm not so sure on the subservancy part of it and, and, but but I can understand the bother, right, Bill? And I'm trying to think of something through time that, you know, we've all glammed on to and sit there and utilize and drive, you know, people who, you know, who may have that name, you know, a saying, a phrase from a movie or, or, or something that, that went viral that we, we've just bothered the heck out of people repeating. And not just because you're repeating it, but because it either uses someone's name or anyone with that name. You walk up to and say that, and he's like, oh, yes, yes, it's not like I haven't heard it. Sort of like for us, 
You know, if you go to a party and being the low vision or blind person, people say, well, I guess you're not the designated driver. <laughs> oh, Everybody yeah, thinks know, they're I the know. first person to say that to you. I know. And I'll tell you what came to mind. Remember the Johnny Cash song, A Boy Named Sue? Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. And it was like, and it's like, isn't that the type, in a way, sort of the type of thing that, 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 that can you imagine the guy, the poor guy who is named Sue? You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think with this, it, it, and it's a shame that we have to worry because there are so many things we either teach kids or us as adults giggle at and think is okay. And, you know, and I know we've been in, in this very you know tenuous time where thinking about so many things and you don't want to get too oversensitive. But again, it would bother the heck out of you. And, and of course, that's the first thing I, one of the first things I ever thought of that, geez. You know, as popular as this thing is, it must drive people with the uh, L lady name, you know, or A lady name, excuse me. It must really drive them because people are always making comments. So very interesting, Shaq. Yes. Um, of course, you know, what you can do is you can change the the default word. Um, I don't know how many people know you can do that. And that's what, what in fact, Amazon is saying. Yeah. Their, 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 their comeback is, well, you can change it. But how many people know you can actually do it? And you have to do, I think you may have to do that in settings. I'm not sure. I would think I didn't so. bother to change it. Yeah. Well, I have one of those Moshi clocks. Yeah. And it will answer to Moshi or Mashi or anything that sounds like that. Right? So it's a little bit of a difference in, in that sense. But if I met somebody named Moshi or Mashi, it's the first thing that's going to come to mind. And, and you know, I might, uh, and I know I'd probably think myself, even if it was only amusing to myself, walk up to, to that person, hello, Moji. Oh, hi there. <laughs> you know, and like, like, you know, and be grinning to myself. Oh, something funny. Um, and yeah. I could understand that irritating somebody. No pressure, Billy, but a fun Buzz with Bill segment. I promised the listeners. And uh, we discussed yesterday how I like to keep my promises on the show as much as possible. <laughs> I Sometimes I don't keep it just to keep everybody on sort of honest and, you know what I mean, on oh, their geez. toes or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So we may not have a fun Buzz with Bill today. Is that what you're saying? Oh, it always will be. Oh, okay. Good, good. Because <laughs> I was also going to throw in there that it's a, it's a Friday. Isn't it part of the rules? <laughs> um, it is, and and I'm 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 applying the rules in this one because, All right. you know, nobody's in danger except if you're worried about Amazon getting into your front door. <clears throat> Actually, this could be a segue into our first one. Okay. Well, according to the Associated Press, Amazon's mission is to get a key to your front door. Now, before you get too apprehensive, we're not, we're not talking about private residence we're talking about apartment buildings <clears throat> so amazon is really tired of banging on door you know when you <clears throat> when they deliver a package how do they get in if there's no concierge on the door or there's no superintendent they have to run ring bells and bells until someone lets them in um so they are installing a device now this is is it's only in the u.s so far um, that would allow a delivery Amazon delivery person to open the door 
so that your package could be left in the lobby rather than, you know, left outside. And of course, Amazon is saying that it's going to be cutting cutting down on um, packages being stolen. The fact that if they can't deliver, they have to take the package back and then retry. But we have some concerns about, I mean, a, a former privacy commissioner that worked for President Obama is basically saying that anything could be hacked. And theoretically, someone could, if they were hacked, they could go right, they could walk right into your front door. What's my position on this? Anything could be hacked anyway. Mm -hmm. Is this is this a good thing? Um, yeah, I think basically it is. If you're waiting for a package and you really need that package, and what are you going to do if you're not home? Or how are you going to get it? What happens if it's outside, if it's stolen? I think it's a good idea. Well, they're definitely getting to our emotional and uh, sometimes resentful selves, right? Like I've had seriously multiple packages stolen amazon packages other packages delivered things stolen um at apartment buildings and i just as soon as this topic comes up i can go on and on and on about yeah we need a better system people let's work on it together um but at the same time it's kind of scary because like like you mentioned right whoever the security person is who said it anything that's internet related or over the internet can be hacked and that's scary and also they've installed this already in over a thousand places a thousand buildings in the u.s billy yes and here's an interesting wow. thing about it they, they they don't tell you that they've installed it it's up to the property manager of the building to tell their tenants that this thing has been installed if you know what to look for you can see it um it's a um but but for the most part People don't even know. But doesn't that it say it's there. they sometimes leave a clue? There's this Amazon yeah, sticker what, that I'm finding. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but if you know what to look for, if you don't, then, you know, yeah, you can miss it. I think we're really, really working with convenience here. I mean, I've been the angry person on the other end with my package stolen by people and thinking, oh, I'm going to be, you know, next time I'm going to dot, dot, dot. But uh, at the same time, like, maybe are we just getting way too comfortable? Like, if you're getting your packages stolen, maybe you should just go pick up your packages. And I know that's really playing, again, at access angle as well, right? Some of us can't. Or we really need this uh, home delivery stuff to, to help us out. Um but I don't know if all of it is like the answer to all of this is just, OK, yeah, give them our key, give them the passcodes, give the leave the, the key under the door for Amazon because Amazon is huge. And for some reason, I feel kind of uncomfortable about this. Well, and here's the, here's the thing. What what's next? Are they going to want keys to your to your yeah, garage? Yeah, I let mean, me just go right into your washroom and put this thing yeah, down for that's, you. That's 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 right. It's one thing after another. And. I think that's what the concern is. You see, I'll, t I'll tell you something else too. And, uh, and this is not just for Amazon, but I do know it's with other uh, courier companies because my late husband used to be a courier. And part of it is, is that you get, you, you, you get a timeline to drop a certain delivery off, mm -hmm. right? And if you're behind and you drop that off late, you know, the driver gets in trouble or the customer complains, 
And then the other issue you've got, especially if you're living somewhere like Toronto and you've got to wait for somebody to come in and maybe you're, you know, in a parking spot that you're only supposed to be in for a couple of minutes. And then somebody comes along and tickets you and you've got to pay that parking spot, like whether it's a company vehicle or it isn't like there's so many things to look at it. But then I, I guess the only thing you can really do is if uh, if they are going to bring it in, you know, then why not put it by your by your mailbox or something like that? And I know apartment buildings have those community mailboxes, too. Right. Yeah. The, the really like look- the communication is it needs to be improved. Right. We need to do better at the communication between delivery and ourselves. But um, and, and there is limitations. Truly, honestly, there's a lot of limitations when you live in apartment buildings. You know, there's there's some things that's just up to the discretion of uh, your relationship with your super or what's allowed, what's not allowed, you know. But at the same time, for us to say, okay, the easiest thing to do is just give Amazon our keys. Ah, hold up. (laughs) There's some red flags. Well, the other thing you can do in an apartment, if you know, if you if you know your neighbor, you can ask your neighbor if they're going to be home and they can drop they can drop it off with them. Yeah. Um, or just pick it up at the nearest know? postal stop or whatever it is. Yeah, Amazon that's hubs. right. That's right. Now, this is only in the U.S. so far. And I, I say that because, as you know, as well as I do, um, how long will it be before it's in Canada? Mm-hmm. Right. We're already piloting and there's already over a thousand places in the U.S. that are unmarked but have these um, this technology installed. We don't know. Good yeah, one, Billy. That's right. Good one. <laughs> into the show in the middle of an interview. I've attended what? karaoke at your place later at <laughs> night, yeah. and I still wonder how come the eviction notice hasn't been stuck on the door. You're listening to Kelly and Company on AMI-audio. Uh, Shaq, welcome back. How are you? I'm good, except for karaoke. Um, that promo, <clears throat> I had a bad experience with karaoke. I've got to tell you about that one of these days, but I do not do karaoke. I like to listen but I'll never take part in it. Never. So, so when we have the AMI Christmas party in times yep. when you can have an in-person Christmas party, uh, there's a bunch of karaokeing that goes on at it. Uh, you wouldn't take. Well, you're never usually around. You usually find that excuse to leave before that. But um, you wouldn't take part in that ever, eh? No, I do the buzz, but I never do care. Hey, can you sing or anything? No, no, not really. Um, but do you care? Like. You know, I mean, sure, some will say, yeah, you drink enough, you don't care. But I don't mean it that way as much as, you know, you're having fun. I think my biggest struggle, because people say, well, you, you always say you don't sing, Kelly. And I, well, I don't really sing well at all, in my opinion. But it's more I don't know the words. I, I don't retain words of song. And I'll get to where I'm, yeah, and that's right, where I'm not, you know, I'm just humming along, like, really. And everybody's he's faking it. He doesn't know the darn words. And that's what takes me out of it. Um, Mags, do you ever, have you ever done karaoke? I've done it and, I, and I'm like, Bill, it's not one of my favorite things to do. I like paraphrasing songs when I can get really silly, but no, karaoke, no. Yeah. Uh, and Shaq, you'll share the story sometime. I'm sure it's, uh, I'm very sure it's air friendly.
feds urged retail internet websites to warn about elevator dangers. Now, this is mostly having, having to do with, uh, and what's with, with this, Canadian press. This has more to do with Airbnbs. Apparently, what's happening is there have been, well, the article referred to one injury where a young boy was trapped between the elevator shaft and the car oh, and, and, and died. Oh, um, my gosh. Well, the problem is when you're in an Airbnb, a lot of the elevators aren't inspected. So when you go to a new place, um, the federal, the feds in the U.S. are basically wanting you to make sure that the elevators have been tested or that they're locked so that, I mean, you know, so that if you go in there, you won't use an elevator. There's also the danger of people being stuck in an elevator. And how long does that happen before somebody gets there? I mean, I've been stuck in an elevator before. First, uh, first experience, you know, uh, firsthand. And it's really scary. Um, so I, the air. Go ahead. I just can't believe that for something like this to be regulated. It took an actual death of a kid, you know? Well, isn't that isn't that the way it takes somebody to have a serious accident or before somebody steps on the gas and decides to do something about it? No, 100%. But then the thing is, Billy, I mean, I've gone to Airbnb rentals where they lock closets and they lock, uh, you know, your access to, to certain parts of the house, the basement, spare rooms, whatever. And they tell you, like, th- this kind of stuff is laid out because it's their personal property, right, that you're you're renting. Um, it's laid out that, uh, please, you know, be mindful that you do not have access to this or this part is off limits. So why can't a broken or dangerous or messed up piece of equipment in your home that could easily draw in a kid, why would you not put that on the list? Like, it's unbelievable. I guess that's up to the Airbnb renter, whoever's, that's what, you know, who's renting your place. Um, That's, that's, yeah. Wow. When it's a Um, safety concern, it's like, oh, well, we'll put it or don't. Well, here's here's the other thing that concerns me about this. If the Airbnb people have to absorb the cost of getting an elevator inspected, are they going to do it or are they just going to say forget it? I mean, because the cost will evidently be passed on to the consumer in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. If they have to incur additional cost in doing this, you know, that's probably going to affect the price of your edu- of your of your vacation. So Of course. That that's um, the the a representative from the Airbnb. They've read the letter, but they haven't commented. So right away, that tells you that there's you know what's going on here. What are we really going to do about this? Yeah, no, this is tragic. It, it's honestly, I'm I'm still blown away by the fact that this is just um, optional information. You know, safety hazards and safety concerns, and and something like an elevator that kind of equipment is not listed on please be aware. Um, But yeah, when it comes to cost, they're obviously going to try to put it on the the consumer's head.
Oh, no. Facebook snafu spells trouble for gardening group. Uh-oh. An interesting story about Twitter, uh, Facebook. And, you know, um, when you use certain words on Facebook, they don't seem to have the ability to put it in their proper context. So let's take the word hole, um, which would be used in the gardening group. A hole is something that you hold. A, I mean, I'm not much of a gardener, but a, the, a hole is a tool that you use to sort of hold the ground. That's, per, that's spelled H-O-E. If you spell it H-O, it means a man trying to pick up a woman or a woman picking up a man. So what's happening with this gardening group is if you are if 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 they're spelling it H O, um, they're being flagged as it's being mm-hmm. as is inappropriate language. That's right. Yep. That's right. When in fact we're talking about a, a whole a, just a, a, an ordinary tool. Um, the problem is if, if people keep spelling this incorrectly, this this and they have many many members, um, and this is. They could theoretically be actually be shut down. The moderator of the channel has apparently has contacted, um, you know, Facebook and they've said, well, we're, you know, we're trying to do our best and this sort of thing. Oh, they have they use algorithms, which I guess is a problem. And they also use human um, uh, moderators and somebody isn't doing their job. Well, and, and, and I if gather people this in the group are bad spellers or just, using, are. you know, if people are or, or in our case, sometimes our darn dictation, um, yeah. you know, could do stuff. But this could be anywhere like you do this in an email at work and, and that kind of mistake. Um, some places it'll get filtered out. I guess it I, I guess so. Um, get on a block list. Yeah, well, I think we have to do a better job at the, the, these these people um, have to do a better job at putting things in a proper context because there's, there's nothing right now. This gardening group has done what I consider to be stupid things. They recommend putting detergent on plants and things like this, which I, as far as I'm concerned is a no, no, but there's but like over 7,000 people part of this yeah, group, there is, Billy. Yeah, there is. Yeah. That's like, Whoa, you could, you're going to shut it down. Holy smokes. I mean, maybe switch platforms. <laughs> maybe get yeah, off Facebook. Uh, but and all go of them should kick your butt if you're doing some of that, right? Shouldn't they all yeah. allegedly? If you put on YouTube, you're doing well. Maybe not. So the much thing YouTube, is, like, if you're uh, using with this that, as with a language, yeah. And if you're using this as a forum, um, you know, the questions about dis- dish detergent and all that stuff is hopefully getting answered or clarified. But with the algorithm thing, I wonder if you know Facebook stands out as one of the ones who are really coming down on this kind of stuff or is it everywhere because there's a lot of different places well, where you can have I think like this. I think you're finding it everywhere to some degree more recent sure, yeah. but I think it, the level of it really varies I would like to think um on on Facebook Twitter I'm not sure how they are about some of that stuff because of the shortness at that and and I think the the idea of people are communicating something so it's very potential that the word might be used um, for in, in, I don't know, a newsy sense, if you want to call it that. But again, um, I think we can be more creative or just not say certain things, especially where we really don't know who's going to be looking, who's going to watch that, who's going to walk by an open screen and say, what, you know, or just to make a spectacle of yourself. Like why would, you know, but again, unfortunately, some people just are poor spellers and it's, they don't know, you know, some of this is mm-hmm. out of people's just ignorance. Maybe yeah. they should call it a rake then, instead of a hole. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll just change yeah. the language yeah. altogether. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, just don't but yeah, no, really. Use the term. And also, you know, the the context has to come with um, the AI's process, right? Like, there should be more contextual uh, this than rather than just isolating the world and word itself and being like, uh oh, no, we had to scan this. And what do you tell Facebook? Yeah, don't please don't cut us off. Just ignore the bad spellers. Well, part mm-hmm. of the problem, the, the the channel moderator tried and tried and tried and tried, and finally they go they got a hold of them. But in the meantime, by the time you do, you could have been shut down. Yeah, you know. So yeah, because, yeah. yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Robert Just in Toronto, as always, permitting you to use this item on the air if you so desire. Rami and Brock, I'd like to weigh in on your discussion of Shakespeare. I studied a few Shakespearean plays in high school, including Julius Caesar, The Merchant of Venice, Richard II, and Twelfth Night. And this might interest you that As far as Julius Caesar and Richard II were concerned, they're tragedies, of course, as you know. Well, when I had those plays, I failed the curriculum, if you can believe that. But when I was studying The Merchant of Venice and Twelfth Night, I passed. Maybe there's a difference between uh, failure and passing as regards tragedy versus comedy. I don't know. Just an idea I dreamed up. But my take is that Shakespeare wrote plays to be performed before an audience, not to be read out of a textbook. I think you get much more out of it if you see it acted out. And I think that's true of any playwright. I'd just like to know your take on this. And I also wonder if you have any favorite Shakespearean plays. Thank you very much. Oh, of course, uh, he's weighing in on Kelly and Company conversation here. We're in the second hour now of the show, and Shakespeare will bring Billy on because Bill's here for the buzz with Bill Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. And Billy, uh, as you're joining us right after this voicemail, I'm curious. First of all, are you a Shakespeare fan like Robert, Just and I? I um, <clears throat> I, 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 we, <clears throat> we studied. I studied most of the plays that he did, mm-hmm. and. The one thing I have found, <clears throat> it's very difficult to read that old English in Braille. I mean, can you imagine reading it, trying to oh read it in gosh, Braille? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and I did, and, and I agree with Robert to a point where it's better, they're not meant to be read out loud. But I think I need a translation from some of the teachers um, so that I could figure out what they were trying to say. And then yeah. it, it became much easier. And then when we we did see... Um, some of these plays live. And once you actually know what the play's about, you get a much better understanding of, of what it is if, you, if you've if read it first. So I don't I think there is an advantage to reading it, um, providing you can get through it without, you know, I mean, it's terrible the way they're written. By get through it, you mean like actually complete it because you stopped halfway because you couldn't do it anymore? No, no, yeah, I totally the, agree. 
Yeah, because of the old English. But I totally yeah. agree. And, you know, Brocky, I'm sure all of us at some point were like, what? How do we read all these? But I think, uh, Robert, like you said, there's a lot of great that comes with seeing the play performed, right? Experiencing it being performed on stage. Absolutely. I could never get through any of the the movies or something along the lines of movies with Shakespeare. Uh, but the live performances have been hands down my favorite. Uh, Macbeth being one of my favorites to be to be watched uh, being performed just because of how dark it is. Uh, Julius Caesar is a favorite of my mom's though, so we see that a lot too. But like you said, Bill, because there's so much to be dissected with Shakespeare's writing, okay? Like with the, what he used, why he used it, and then the the whole morals and the lessons and uh, the story being told and why he did it this way and that and the character development. There's just so much to be taken in and, you know, noted that I also really enjoy just reading it or having it read to me uh, because I feel like there's – every time you read it, you a bit more – than the first time. I don't know if that could be said for the translations, like the modern day translations. You know, if you read it in today's English, do you get everything you got back then? Maybe. I don't know. But I but I like the classics. But I would say, guys, that you get more out of books when you read it a second time anyway. anyway because yeah. you because you read it and you read it especially when you're doing the god awful book reports. And I apologize to any of my English teachers, but <laughs> when you read something for for ple- for pleasure and then you go back and read it it's like oh i kind of missed that the last time and i and i find that as being the uh, the thing that i learned is the more you read something you do get something different out of it every single time yeah it hits you differently definitely or you pay attention yeah. to to something else that you didn't necessarily take in the first time so thanks robert for bringing up this conversation with us always love uh talking shakespeare and you know as we continue this conversation i realized like a few years ago i ran a quiz on shakespeare and i put you guys through it really with the shakespeare conversations Bill Shackleton is a usual suspect on our show, Kelly and Company. You can catch Billy sneaking around the studio on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern on AMI-audio. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for more of the buzz. All right, later. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.